All those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you everything more. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 302. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm VP and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel Digital Editorial Direct... I've been out for a while, so yeah. I lost it. Editorial Director of Digital Media, Ben Morse, back on the podcast regularly for the first time in quite a few episodes, actually. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. I missed this. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh-huh. rested. I'm feeling strong. Yep. Um, I got a new baby at home. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent kind words of congratulations. Uh, Hazel's doing great. Uh, Megan, my wife, is doing great as well. They are hanging out at home. I've been uh, kind of in and out of the office, hanging out with them. But now I am back, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It's a busy time here. Yeah, very um, busy. Yeah, so no Tucker with us this week because he's actually doing, doing work. other work. Yeah, uh, sorry, couldn't spare him. Yep, no, that's okay. Uh, wait, hold on. Run. There's a knock at the door. Haha, <laughs> lol, JK, Tucker's here. Hey, everybody. Wow. Good to Dr. be Doctor shouts a lot, huh? Yeah, he was do- doing his quiet sound test, and yeah. then just out of nowhere, Mr. Uh, Mr. Shouty McShouterson. Look, you know, when the, the red light goes on. <laughs> A different me Roxanne. comes out. <laughs> very good. Very good reference there. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to put Derek, on the red light. Derek yeah, and the Dominoes. Yeah. Derek and the Dominoes. <laughs> Derek and the Dominoes. Classic there you pop go, classic act. stuff. I know them. Yep. Yep. Uh, so what else? No, that was gonna... Layla. Layla was Derek and the Dominoes. That was, that was the police. Happened. Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne right? was the police. Oh, I thought we yeah. were having a joke. Oh, no, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely No, we're the not police. having a joke. But okay. I wasn't joking. I do know who Derek and the Dominoes are. Cool. I learned about two weeks ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what, what has happened this week the, that we can catch up on? I don't, there's been a lot of just behind-the-scenes things yeah, going it's on. Not, nothing that you guys would find particularly interesting. Yeah, we're gearing up because there's so much coming. I mean, uh, Defenders is one week away. Next week. Uh, Inhumans, Excited for Defenders. Yeah, Inhumans is shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Then... Thor Ragnarok happens. Before uh, you know it. At some point, we're going to get Punisher. Yep. At some point, there's going to be more Netflix stuff that we know Runaways is coming. Runaways is coming. Runaways yeah. is coming. Uh, I don't, you know, we know New Warriors, New is, on Warriors is on the way. Yeah. Uh, Cloak and Daggers on the horizon. We're not going to have any time. I don't, yeah. <laughs> all this stuff, that's just TV. And then Black Panther next yep. year. And Avengers, Avengers next year. That's a pretty big one. Plus, on the video game front, we've got uh, Spider Man. Yeah, that'll be next year. But Lego even, Marvel Super yeah. Heroes 2. And Marvel vs. Capcom Marvel Infinite. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So we're dealing with, like, planning and, and getting cool stuff together for all of this. Plus, all the comic stuff mm-hmm. with Legacy hitting real soon. Real Legacy soon. number one hits pretty soon, right? I think so. I think it's September. I so. think it's. Uh, it, it might be like the last Wednesday in August, and oh, then really? all the others come out, or it's the last. It's some something, and I was whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It may be the last Wednesday in September, something like that. Last something and something. Yeah, that's coming, and it's just good golly, Ms. Molly. There's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. 
it's an exciting time to be here at Marvel uh, from from everything going on from comics to TV to movies. We've actually Tucker and I have been uh, doing intern interviews for our next intern. We've been trying to that's right. trying to yes, that's right, Andres. You're on your way out. <laughs> um, and we we've been kind of describing like the breadth and the width of what we do, how we cover every different line of business, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's crazy and overwhelming, and we don't have a free minute, but Tur- that's the way it's got to be. You know, too true. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and then, of course, coming up in less than two months is New York Comic Con. Yeah, New York Comic Con. You know, very excited about that. Just off the heels of San Diego, can you not have a major life event? Yeah, I will, I'm going to do my New York best. Comic Con. Um, I was on. Honestly, I watched you guys during San Diego. I was very jealous. I wanted to be there, yeah. but um, you know, important stuff was going on. Too true. On the home front, so I had to take care of it there. But I'm excited for New York Comic Con. I'm excited to be a part of it, and I think it's going to be really fun. Tucker. Yeah, I, that was my trial by fire when I started as an intern two years ago was New York Comic Con. So I got that whole experience. And it, honestly, it feels like a, a kind of that level of busyness and excitement at the same time just on a daily office basis having yeah. joined just now yeah. uh, with all the uh, with everything that you guys it's just kinda, mentioned. Yeah, that we're running at, at pre-Comic-Con levels. Yeah. It feels like the all time. the time. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is great. And it's exciting, which means a lot of cool stuff on the horizon for all you listeners. And, um, you know, if you're just joining us for This Week in Marvel, we're going to get to all the new comics out this week. Print, digital, single issues, collections. Everything. Yeah. All the things. There's going to be some news later on. Uh, I'm excited for you to get back in the flow of things and do your regular, like, cool interview extra yeah. news section. Yeah. You got to start doing that. Yeah. Next week or the week after. Yep. Uh, but we'll have uh, Christine and Eric. Uh, this Eric's, Eric's been on already, right? Eric was on last week when okay. we did our our, every, our full team little chat. Yep. But this will be the first time Christine and Eric um, without Stromy at all because yeah. they did they did their own section last week. But um, yeah, they'll be giving you guys some news and then we're going to come back for questions and comments plus announce our next Twim URC. Yes, we I are going to announce our next Twim URC. I have it in my head. Great. It's been a while. We know you guys have wanted yes, to Yes, thank get you for bearing with us. We know everything's been crazy with me out and with Ryan traveling meow. the world. Sound like you said, me with me out. <laughs> um, no, with me out and uh, Ryan traveling the world and yeah. Tucker just couldn't do it by himself. That's right. He yeah, has no idea what that would entail. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know where to start. But let's yeah. let's get to it. What yeah. do you have for us, Ryan? All right. First book, first pick for me is Amazing Spider-Man number 31. It's part three of the Amazing Spider-Man Secret Empire uh, series of tie-ins. This is a big one. Um, a little understated, too, in all the, like, the lead-up to it. Mm-hmm. But this is a huge turning point yes. for Spider-Man, for Superior Octopus, mm-hmm. uh, for... Spidey's legacy, really, and Spidey's place in the Marvel Universe. So, Doc Ock, uh, he's got his super, you know, buff bod that he's in right now. Uh, he's but got he the, didn't earn no, at no, all. No, definitely didn't earn. It's really uh, he's got his upsetting. little haircut, that yep. little floppy bit of business up yep, top. Sure, sure. Um, he's got that, and he's, he's working with Hydra, and he has systematically dismantled uh, Parker Industries in order to claim it as his own, take it over. Uh, and he he's really doing that um, in Shanghai and going one-on-one. I w- maybe not even one-on-one. He's going against Spider-Man plus some of Spider-Man's employees, and they've got these cool vehicles and all this other stuff. But there's this battle, again, mm-hmm. between Ock and Spidey. And hats off to Dan Slott for really, like, cementing Doc Ock's... Like, 
of course, Aqua's always a very important villain in Spider-Man history. Friggin' almost married Aunt May yeah, and so many real. other things. But this is taking... Killed Captain Stacy. Did he? He did. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has taken Ock to a new level, really, over the last couple of years. I mean, and this is a long arc of what he's done with Doc Ock. It's fascinating if you look at the, the full scope of where... He was and where he is now and, and the different beats and so fantastic. Um, Remember when Dan first brought Doc Ock into the book and he was like dying yeah. and he was all old and shriveled and gross. Yeah, and then he was in that like that body, mm-hmm. that, like the metal body or yeah, like yeah, synthetic yeah. thing, whatever it was that yeah. was holding him together. He's barely holding them together. Blech. Remember when he showed up in Iron Man for that one arc and he fought Tony Stark? No. Oh, so good. That's our next Tomb Yorsi. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so shout out to Dan Slott, who's the writer. Uh, the amazing art by Stuart Eminem, Wayne Von Graubadger, and Marte Gracia. And so they're in Shanghai. It's fighting, fighting, fighting. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Itchy and scratchy show. Um, the, they're just going at it. It's, you know, Spidey is quipping. Even in the midst of all the danger, Doc Ock's like, whatever. I got this. I'm taking it over. Uh, he's like, this is the company I built. I'm yeah. taking it back. This is all mine. And Spidey's like, you know what? I've got a plan. I've got the worst plan. Terrible. But boot. it is the only plan. Uh, his idea is like, okay, if I give the if if we give in, if we lose, Doc Ock and Hydra get control of this giant corporation, all its resources, all its technology, all its ev- everything that makes up Parker Industries. So what what can he do? His only recourse at this point is burn it all down. And it's awesome. It is there's great funny montages of, you know, him of Peter possibly enacting the plan and what's going on and all the employees. Uh, and of course, Ock has been planning for this fight for so long. He's got all his things that he's lined up both for the company and versus Spidey, and there's just such a great moment, such a dance slot Spider-Man moment where Ock is like, yeah, I know what you're going to do. I've been you. I've mm-hmm. designed everything. Blah. He hits him with his little, you know, uh, butt beam or whatever this is. And yeah, the butt beam. The butt beam. Classic yeah. butt beam. And uh, Spidey's like, no, 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 no. I got this. And then, like, the real, the final fight happens. And it's mm-hmm. it's terrific. Uh, and it's it ends up setting up a huge moment for Parker Industries, which will have major ramifications for the for Spider-Man and Peter Parker for Aunt May for probably the Marvel Universe, yeah. you know, going forward. Um, so this is one not to sleep on. This not also has a really great, like, coda for uh, Superior Octopus at the end. We but, haven't seen the last of. Yeah, and it's like, well, this was only a three-issue arc. but I know, it felt, it felt like huge. It, it felt, felt very long. Yeah, like six or seven issues. I got to say, one of the things I give Dan Slott a lot of credit for um, in terms of... <laughs> in terms of... Um, Doc Ock is, you think about it, Doc Ock started off, his thing was, he was a guy with arms, with mechanical arms that were flailing about, yep. he could, you know, take Spider, he could take on Spider-Man physically. That's like the least important element of Doc Ock yeah. now, are his arms. Now it's all about his mind, his personality, his force of will. His sweet buff bod. His sweet buff bod, his, his debonair hair. Oh yeah. Uh, all good stuff. But yeah, I, the stuff Dan Slott has done with Doc Ock has been legendary. It's going to 
re- reverberate through the ages. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of reverberating through the ages, which I always am, let's talk about Generations The Phoenix, Jean Grey and Phoenix. I wasn't here last week when you guys talked about the first Generations book. Yeah, that was uh, one of was, Tucker's picks. Yeah, Hulk. the strongest. Yeah. I love this whole concept. I love the idea of looking at a character through the lens of them encountering their older self. So this one's written by Colin Bunn. Beautiful pencils by uh, R.B. Silva with inks by Silva as well as Adriano Di Benedetto and colors by Rain Barreto. So much like uh, Amadeus Cho found himself back in time last week, we got young Jean Grey thrust back into an unfamiliar place. Um, and she's already time traveled a few times. So she's like super time displaced now. She's got to have like the biggest headache of all time. There's right? a great moment in here where um, older Jean Grey mm-hmm. says to younger Jean Grey, she's like, well... So you're me from the past. And she's like, well, it's kind of the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really explain. <laughs> Not right now. But uh, she encounters Jean Grey as the full-on phoenix. Uh, on the beach, we get a great visual representation of everything that uh, Jean Grey the Younger knows about Jean Grey the Elder. Um, and this ties in perfectly to the Jean Grey series, which we have an issue of coming up this week, where Jean's whole thing is she doesn't want to get taken over by the phoenix. She's terrified of the phoenix coming to get her. And he here you've got the older Jean Grey who's totally embracing being the Phoenix and thinks being the Phoenix is the greatest thing ever. So you've got young Jean Grey comes in, they meet each other, and um, here's that moment you talked about where it says, mm. you're young, you're from the past, from the future, actually, long story, great stuff. But um, Jean Grey, younger, basically says, like, how can I stop the Phoenix? How can I make it so the Phoenix doesn't take me over? And Jean Grey, older, just goes, no, I'm going to take you on this tour and show you how amazing it is to have this power and have this, like, life-changing ability. And there's a, there's a mystery villain who shows up, super creepy. The way that this story was woven into Jean Grey's yes. story mm-hmm was so masterful. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Masterful. Yeah. Is a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I love that she's in a keep it, it it's not like okay, this was Uncanny X-Men number 183, here's what was happening in between the pages. Yeah. It's, okay, this is what was happening. This is a time when Jean Grey, uh, Phoenix, thought the rest of the X-Men were dead. Uh, they were actually in the Savage Lands, uh, hanging out. They made their way back through Japan, just dropping some knowledge. Um, <sighs> Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> I felt like I missed out a little bit. So Jean Grey, Phoenix, takes Jean Grey younger into space and says, okay, we're going to go and we're going to fight Galactus. And look at just how awesome Galactus looks. R.B. Silva just killed him. This I met him in uh, Brazil okay. last December when I was out at there. Really, really great guy. Super sweet, nice. And I just like I was complimenting him on his art, and he's consistently getting better. Yeah, he's really excellent. We have this amazing fight between. Yeah, uh, no, go and, on. and and I just want to say also the colors on this. Like looking at Rain the Burrito. colors across this page, Rainbow Rado. Wowzers. This alien race that they create is pretty cool, too. Yeah. These little, like, jelly babies with brains coming out of their heads. <laughs> jelly babies with jelly brains. Jelly babies with brains coming out of their heads. I'm back! <laughs> um, but, yeah, we have the two genes fighting against Galactus and Terex. And this is what I love about this issue is the first half was all character. All character stuff. It's just them out the, at the disco, mm-hmm. them at the beach, yep. them just talking, talking, talking. And then you get so much action in the second half of this book. You get a cosmic level battle between Phoenix and Terax. Terax gets spanked. It's pretty awesome. And then you see what two Jean Greys can do against Galactus. Because even, you know, the Phoenix has her limits. And Galactus is pretty high up there on the food chain. 
but they do figure out a way to uh, give him pause, to stop him from eating a planet, which was the whole goal. And in the process, young Jean Grey like learns a lesson. She goes, wow, I've been so scared of all this power for such such a long time. I haven't really stopped to think, what could I do with it? How could I use it to make the world a better place? And that's about when she blinks out and heads back to her time period. We get a little cameo by the Watcher. Yes. And... Um, it's 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 great. Uh, Jean, young Jean Grey faces a choice where she could tell older Jean Grey, like, hey, this is what you need to avoid. And she just says, you know what? I can't do that. I have to let it play out. Um, and then there's a nice little uh, thing at the end where the older Jean Grey, after the younger one disappears, goes, it's all right, Jean. We both know we'll meet again. Ooh. So there's, uh, there's yeah. a little... little little cliffhanger there as well yeah this is going to continue right into the next issue of gene gray which has been great so far really really good i just like this issue to me showed not just how great a character young gene gray is and why she has her own series right now but really spotlight what was special about phoenix gene gray Mm -hmm. and why she's such a beloved character who's missed by a lot of people sure it was really cullen bunn dug to the heart of what made these good characters, which is, I think, what Generations is all about. Yep. And, you know, the art killed it. And, like I said, great balance between character and fighting. Just an awesome book. Yeah. There was a really neat moment in there in the beginning when young Jean is going on the beach and she's like, oh, I'm dressed in my, you know, my X-Men outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, like, change the perception of people's minds around me so mm-hmm. it looks like I'm wearing, you know, this, this sun hat and this bathing suit and, you know, like this beachwear mm-hmm. and then you have Jean who's in a bikini and she's like sunbathing or whatever yeah. and she gets up and she changes the molecules yes. uh, around her to give her different clothing yeah and so like it's two very different things that like real like stark contrast between who young Jean is and who Phoenix Jean is mm-hmm. and it was just a little thing that I yeah I was it's like a little thing it's great it's the little things. Yes. All right. Uh, up next is another Cullen Bun jam. Oh, man. De- <laughs> it's, it's all Cullen all the time. It's a buntastic week. Ooh. Mm, uh, hello. Do we know a place that has really good, like, pork buns around here? No. Uh, Someone get me on that pork you bun. You for one today? Yeah, now I am. Oh, man. <laughs> me too. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe again. Again. Number three, written by Colin Bond, art by Dalibor Talajik, Goran Suzuka, and Miroslav Mirva. And it is, man, this is like, I love this book, but it it's upsetting it's hard to in read. my stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is very gory, yes, but it is also heartbreaking mm-hmm. on a number of levels because you've got Deadpool murdering everyone. Yep. Uh, so it opens up with Gwenpool. But it's not just about, if I may for a moment, it's not just about the fact that he's murdering all your right. favorite characters. It's about what's going on to him. Yes. What's going on with 100%, him. 100%. Horrible, horrible stuff. Um, you've got Gwenpool who is doing some spying, yep. uh, trying to help get to... The heart of things. We don't really see what happens to Gwenpool ultimately, but I can't imagine it ended well for her. No, and they they said you know, Moon Knight's like I've lost connection. Until we hear from her again, we should assume she's dead. Yeah, uh, which you know is which a bummer. I do. Yes, but the thing that clicked for me mm. in this issue, which it didn't, I hadn't clicked it before, is all the heroes dying. Yeah, and then you've got Red Skull and Doom and Abomination and Magneto. And you've got the sort of laying out of all the heroes uh, by someone on their side, and then the potential of carving up the 
the world and mm-hmm. the states and like this was sort of going in this direction of old man of an yes. old man Logan thing yes. and it was like hitting me how this sort of paralleled that story and this is almost like a path to that mm-hmm. which was really like seeing now you're actually seeing the steps that we never fully yeah. we would have never really except I think saw. Wolverine's already dead in this he might be, yeah. um, but it's an alternate reality anyway, right? Not my point. Yes, <laughs> uh, we get this horrible scene of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that was been, so hard to, yeah, uh, rocket been murdered by. Oh my god, uh, brutally murdered by, by Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, and there's another scene where you've got Deadpool um, interacting with the young X Men and mm-hmm. seeing it from his point of view, and then what actually happened. It it is heartbreaking and. Like Dalibor Talajik does this when he draws Deadpool in reality. He's got this look of him, and the costume doesn't. It's not like the cool slick looking no, it costume. No, doesn't fit right. It it it's a little loose and off. Um, it's, the mask is. It looks dirty. It looks it looks gnarly. Mm-hmm. And then the the eyes doesn't have the white part. Right. It has these holes. You can see it. He looks weary. You yes. His eyes. A really great job on the eyes there. Um there's this this moment with the um uh what is it? the X-Men yeah. here. It's just horrifying stuff throughout the just blah, blah, blah. throughout everything. Um we've got uh cable who is trying to track things down. So you've got Moon Knight and Punisher. They're trying to track stuff down. You've got Cable, Misty Knight trying to track stuff down. Cable, a bit of a uh, Silver Fox in this issue. Always. Silver (laughs) Fox. Uh, And he goes, and we get to see the Mercs for Money. There's just this, again, awful, awful scenes. Right. And And one of them that was really like, oh, wow, that's clever and horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying also like the line, the line that's being drawn with Cullen, like making Cable pretty front and center and important. Kind of like you have this ominous feeling that at the, at some point it's gonna come down to Deadpool and Cable. Yeah, I don't know if that's for sure what's gonna happen. Yeah, and I, but it's I, like the sense I got. Yeah, and it just really, I'm, it feels like this inevitable confrontation, and feels like when we get there, it's gonna really be earned. Yep, uh, you get this also this. Um I, I keep thinking back to one of the previous issues where Cable is like, um, I don't I don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't. I don't have any like sense of it, mm-hmm. which means I'm probably dead. Yeah. And it was just, oh great. So we know that. Uh, we get a bunch of scenes toward the end of all the awful stuff being done to Deadpool and by Deadpool with other characters. And there's this last stand, this last group of heroes who have to go after Deadpool, and he is upped the ante by the end. Huge. Blurb. Huge. Blurb. I, I really enjoyed, I'm really enjoying this series for specifically... You're, you're sadistic. Well, I... I sure. I, but, you're a monster. Uh, yeah. Look, you know, you guys are just getting to know me again, and it, <laughs> perhaps. But I, I feel like looking back at the first Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, it uh, just in my mind, it kind of exists as just such like a... Like a feast of like gore and like kind of in this like really joyous sick way um but i feel like this one has really matured in a really interesting direction and it's yeah. kind of brought in so many other emotional elements that just make it so much more complex 
and a lot and a lot uh, a really different experience um, that I, I just find really satisfying to read as difficult as it can be sometimes. Yeah. That's actually really well put. I feel Ugh. like the the, <laughs> the first one was almost like, uh, if, if it's two different types of horror movies, it's like the first one was kind of the kill spree, like yeah. the glee of it all. Just like, oh my God, that's how he killed Spider-Man. That's how he killed Thor. This one is much more insidious. It's mm-hmm. much more emotional. It's much more yeah. manipulative in some ways. Yeah. So there you well, go. So. All right, Inhumans, Once and Future Kings, number one. You were not shocked that I picked this issue. No, because um, I would have picked it if you didn't yeah. pick it. But also I know how much you love Christopher I Priest. I love Christopher Priest. Uh, this is his first thing writing for us since Black Panther and the Crew, I guess, years ago. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's the first time. I think it's his first writing since the crew. Phil Noto is on here. He's dynamite on art. Uh, handling everything, uh, pencils, inks, colors, the works. And this is taking us back and telling us the secret history of Black Bolt, Maximus, and Medusa. And Christopher Priest is just so good at this type of story, the type of story that, like we did for years in Black Panther, where he tells stories about kings and brings them down to earth and makes them real characters, real people. We've got The Unspoken here, who's a character, of course, created um, by Dan Slott in Mighty Avengers. He's showing Black Bolt and Maximus around uh, their territory, around Adelan, and they get attacked by a group of alpha primitives um, who have these arrows that they can use to disrupt them. The Unspoken is the dude who was in that... Uncanny Inhumans. Yeah, Uncanny Inhumans. Right. Okay. So I, I was like, I feel like I know this character, but they name him in here. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, I don't, I'm not sure right. who this is. And I thought this was a new, great. I'm glad I have that context. No, but to say, uh, the alpha prims come after it. I love this death to the dog King, li- betrayer, liar, pilot of the slave engine, die by the hands of Dakamas, Dakamas. I don't know. And then this great splash page of black bolt. Basically what happened was, uh, these alpha primitives attacked the unspoken, who's not the unspoken in this. But he's, and he's the king. He's the king. Or the like king the of king the humans. Or whatever he is. And Maximus stays and tries to fight. And he kind of gives Black Bolt a hard time because Black Bolt just runs off. And the reason Black Bolt runs off is because he needs to get out of the proximity of these dampener arrows so he can use his voice. And it just has this beautiful splash page of him just yelling enough and just taking out all of the, uh, all of the assailants. Um, and... <laughs> He levels a mountain. He, he levels a mountain. It's it's a great example of just, like, the power that he has. Um, and then this is the other thing that Priest excels in. He did, again, for years in Black Panthers, kind of the off, the, uh, the, the castle politics of it all, where he shows, like, how royal people relate to one another, how um, the, the intrigue. The, uh, the stuff that goes on within a royal family. Because we've got the unspoken basically saying, like, all right, uh, Black Bolt and Maximus saved my life. Uh, I'm not going to do something good for them. We have this other alpha primitive come and say to them, basically, um, guys, you saved his life, and now you have embarrassed him. You've shamed him. So what he's going to do, he's going to go after your woman, which is the first thing he does. He goes after Medusa, and it's great because Medusa is just freaking little spitfire who has nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, he gropes her, I yeah. think. Or no, 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 the, no, the, the other, other guy, guy gropes her. The and I was like, her. I got 
pissed yeah. off. And Medusa, uh, Medusa um, certainly held her own. Oh, yeah. And she's, well, she's a strong character. Yeah. Uh, we get all this stuff going on with Black Bolt Maximus, learning about the Alpha Primitives. The Alpha Primitives have always been... How much do you know about the Alpha Primitives? Not much. I mean, I know that they're sort of these antagonists or these, like, this... They they get used a lot. They're basically the Inhumans like slave labor. They have up, they have a machine called the Slave Engine, what? just flat out called the Slave Engine that creates these Alpha Primitives. Who they're like mindless creatures who the Inhumans just use as a workforce. So that's why every time someone uses the Alpha Primitives, I'm like, that's bold because it's basically commenting on you know the uh, the the wealthy and using you know the lower classes to get their their labor done and there's a lot here um and you know we've got unspoken kind of commenting on how he's not necessarily behind the use of alpha primitives uh maximus maximus is the one one who's most like that's they're alpha primitives it's fine whatever no big deal because he just doesn't know anything else like he's never known anything but that uh and we have this 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 page here that you were referring to where medusa gets groped and she just goes crazy with her hair and phil noto does an amazing job like trying that and then um black bolt and maximus get puppy lock jaw yeah that pup, Do you want to talk about there, Puppy Lockjaw? There's, like, there's a panel of Puppy Lockjaw. Puppy Lockjaw. And who, this mysterious character. Yeah, this was, we haven't talked a lot about this mysterious character, but he, I think he's one of the Alpha Primitives. Um, but he's he's educating Black Bolt and Maximus on what's going on. He's the one who tells them, like, look, Unspoken is not he's trying to make them woke. For, yeah, he's as trying to make them woke, as, as, the, as the kids would say. But they take Puppy Lockjaw, they teleport into the middle of Times Square, it's awesome. I I can't wait to see what goes on yeah. with this. And then we've got this great backup story called Don't Stop Retrieving by uh, Ryan North and Gustavo Duarte, co-starring the ever-loving blue-eyed thing who is playing a game of fetch with Lockjaw. And Lockjaw, because he can teleport places, just keeps upping the ante on this game. And it's delightful. And it's great. And you get everything in this issue. I mean, you get an awesome lead story fleshing out Black Bolt and Maximus and Medusa in ways that, you know, their characters have been around for years, but we've just scratched the surface on this. There's a lot of stuff for Priest to mind into. There's some great political writing. There's some great uh, moral writing, like some really heavy stuff for a comic book or for a book or for anything. Yeah. And it's just great. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. I'm so glad that Priest is here. I'm so glad he's doing this. Yeah. It was fantastic yeah. issue. Excellent. Must read. Excellent. You got another really good one coming up. I, I, I thought about picking that one. Yeah. Uh, why don't we let young uh, Tucker. Tucker. Sure. With his pick. Sure, absolutely. I have Star Wars Rogue One Cassian and K2SO number one. Uh, and it's a, a, uno. a prequel uh, to the film uh, that essentially tells what the film? story to Star Wars Rogue One. Thank you. Uh, which is itself a prequel in a way prequel squared wait uh, are you are you, sh- are you sure you're talking about the right film do you mean rogue one a star wars story 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 that's actually what i meant uh, uh <laughs> it's it's written by dwayne swarzynski art by fernando blanco Good to have dwayne swarzynski yeah hell yeah he, he did a, anything in a, while. a really great run on cable a bunch Excellent of years ago and cable. other stuff but i loved his run mm-hmm. on cable mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and uh uh Colors by Marcelo Maiolo, letters by Clayton Cowles. 
a uh, really cool cover by Julian Totino Tedesco. And essentially we pick up uh, in media race. Nice. Uh, to use a literary this guy. term. Mm-hmm. What uh, a good hire. Dr. Booksmart's <laughs> over here. Uh, where we kind of, we, we get a, uh, a kind of point of view shot of Cassian uh, doing some uh, technological work. We don't know what he's working on quite yet, but mm-hmm. we see him say, uh, uh, essentially uh, asking a droid, mm-hmm. and we think we might know who that droid is, uh, uh, where his loyalties lie, and trying to see what uh, what answer he's getting. These two characters who don't speak verbally but communicate through odor, mm-hmm. the best. So cool! What so cool a cool idea. idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if that's a uh, something that was developed for this book. If that's in Star Wars canon. Um, previously, I'm calling it a Swarzynski original. It, whether or not it's original or part of Canada, it's, it's awesome. Great, yeah. It's just like, and then um, Cassian's reactions. He's like, yeah. he's like, I don't know what they're doing, but doesn't it smell smells good. like ozone yeah. now. Doesn't yeah. smell yeah. good. Yeah, it smells like we're, this. He's just like, like this smells like disapproval and <laughs> right. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great uh, line. Uh, Kurtos and Rizmore are the two characters' Thank names. You. Yeah, uh, and essentially, the uh, Kurtos, Rizmore, and Cassian end up on this Imperial-occupied planet in the colonies, which is a section of the galaxy called Wekako. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they're essentially on uh, they're on a, a recon mis- mission uh, for the rebellion. Uh, they're uh, essentially trying to look for some intel on uh, the Empire as uh, the re- uh, the rebellion is uh, pro- exactly uh, and on their way obviously they uh, come into some Imperial resistance uh, 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 no pun intended I guess that's keep it moving more keep like it moving man 40 years in the future it's gonna be a long podcast uh, <laughs> Uh, and essentially, we get the moment where uh, uh, K2SO uh, is just a fully operational, normal uh, Imperial droid, security droid, and he gets into this really cool kind of ninja fight with Cassian uh, before Kurtas uh, uh, and Rizmore essentially just t- hit his off button. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Poke him and in that, the butt. <laughs> that gives, the butt. Uh, which I thought was just like, uh, that is such a great, fun little detail. Yeah. Oh, really? The button's all the way down there is what Cassian said? <laughs> um, that gives Cassian the opportunity to start re- reconfiguring K2 uh, to try and shut down some of his uh, Imperial uh, protocols. And uh, uh, and at this point, they've kind of realized that Cassian or sorry, that K2 is essentially more valuable than the intel that they visited this planet for in the first place. So with that, they try and escape the four of them come up against a ton of stormtroopers. Their ship gets blown up in the process. Uh, uh, All the while, Cassian is trying to lower the percentage of. Uh, imperial droid within K2's systems. We He was kind of at 80% and then he was at like 30% and then he ends up down to around 8%. Uh, 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 K2 does uh, some awesome uh, door kicking down. Uh, they get on the ship. 
and we get a, a nice little glimpse uh, at uh, the dynamic between these two and, and certainly that we're familiar with now with the film uh, and uh, really excited to see how it continues to mature and reach that point uh, in uh, the subsequent issues. Really fun read. It's a one shot. There are no subsequent issues. You got something to say for yourself, Tucker? Yeah. Guys, I think I have uh, other responsibilities in the <laughs> office. Uh, it might be time for me to to, to uh, it, leave. It's a great, like, yeah. just way to, to give you a little bit more of these characters that we know we're not going to see again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think so. I, that's exactly, I think that gets at my point. It, it does a great job at uh, introducing these things. Um, and like any great story, like any great characters, it just leaves you wanting more. Indeed. And I think, uh, I guess my misjudgment there is the best evidence of that. Way to walk that one back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Good you job. so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last pick of the week is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 23, written by Ryan North, art by Erica Henderson, colors by Rico Renzi. Uh, this is the Eisner Award winning mm-hmm. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I got to say it that way. Yeah. Uh, Can you talk about the recap page for a sec? Yeah. It's not even really a recap page. It's every month uh, they do kind of a fake Twitter feed where it's Squirrel Girl interacting with somebody. It's usually Iron Man. This time it's Spider-Man, and it's all about Secret Empire. Yep. And it's basically Squirrel Girl saying, like, Spidey, you got to deal with Secret Empire on your own. I'm in the Savage Land saving dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, I'm awesome. Yeah. It's really, really She's good. She's like, I'm trying to help real, actual dinosaurs. You guys stop punching each other in the face and figure mm-hmm. this out. It's great. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Doreen and Nancy are in the Savage Land to help save the dinosaurs and the Savage Land. This stuff is going on. We got last issue. Um, I was hope I, it was too bad you weren't here because they had talked about the origins of the Savage Land, Indeed. which I had no idea about. Yeah, they're pretty wild. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but now the uh, the people who help caretake or take care of the Savage Land have take, take re- recruited uh, a bunch of programmers to try to, you know technology and science the crap out of this problem. I like how Ryan North never shies away from the fact that this is a book about programming as much as it is about uh, superheroics. Oh, yeah. Computer programs play as integral a role in this as any hero versus villain fight. You better believe there's a programming montage in Mm -hmm. here. Uh, But this is all going on, and there's a group who is here to help solve this problem from Latveria. And there is a budding romance going on between Nancy who we love, and one of the people from Latveria. And it is hilarious. His name's Stefan, I believe? I believe, yes. Stefan. 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 Either way. Yeah. I don't know. Pronounce it how you will. Uh, But there's this great little romance going on, and Doreen is, you know, getting in the way, trying to stay out of the way, Mm -hmm. getting in the way again, trying to stay out of the way. It's a whole lot of fun. There's just great. This is great. There's puns plenty, especially we're looking at the Savage Land cafeteria menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's full of great stuff. It also, they, <laughs> there's a great line after they look at the menu that says, uh, Nancy's like, you know, got to say, I really thought they'd have gotten the puns out of their system with the gift shop. Also, I would have thought they would have had a better menu. Mm. Like, come up with something. Yeah. Let's not uh, let's not drive past what the Latvian kids' plan is to deal with with the problem they're presented, and that is to build a Doombot. 
Why and, would you not? And they basically say that that is their first go-to instinct, no matter what a problem is, yeah. is to build a Doom bot. Yep. And uh, it's it's described far more hilariously than I am doing right here, but it's it's great. Yeah. I love Doom bots. There's awesome friendship stuff between Doreen and Nancy. Mm-hmm. There's you know cool dinosaur art. There's them figuring out you know like how to solve this problem, and then everybody trying to come together to. Uh, do some late night tinkering mm-hmm. and then dun 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 there is a bigger issue going there are on there two separate issues this week both of which we've covered yep. both of which were your picks in which a character shows up at the end in an alternate form and I'm being super vague about this <laughs> so as not to spoil anything but did you notice that? Did that not that notice it until you picks. just pointed it out you, you, you know what I'm talking about yeah. though right? it's probably because I am also Taken over by said yes, character. Yes, that's great. And this um, is the plan to get everybody excited about these books. Also, to not get off the Doombot issue for a second, would you say between Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and this issue here, Doombots are having kind of a renaissance? They, a creative renaissance? Yeah. And uh, you know where it all started? Avengers AI. You're right. Yep. Oh, Doombot. Yeah. That's great there. I. We should... I don't know, to do a feature on all the cool Doombots and yeah. their disparate personalities and our favorite Doombots. Doombot 101. Yeah. Doombot Doom 101. Um, and then, of course, at the end, we've got a uh, our backup feature, the Craven's <laughs> Adventures <laughs> in the Savage Land. And I I am here for Craven. I want a Ryan North Craven series. Yes, 100%. Like now. Yeah. I think it would be so awesome. It would be terrific. Oh, man. Another book I really enjoyed this week was Rocket. What? We've got... Well, we're going to get there. We're going to get... Oh, this is your third pick. This is my third pick. Got Um, it. We're going to get there. Don't you worry. Um, This is Rocket number four, written by Al Ewing, art by Adam Gorham. Um, It's it's really a Deadpool issue more than a Rocket issue. Uh, Deadpool is doing the narrating, and he's taking uh, advantage of the prose stylings that have been introduced in this Rocket book. Deadpool, who's met Rocket a couple times, comes across him in jail. Rocket's like, hey, I've been put in jail, and I'm, I'm in this tricky situation with the tech net where they're going to keep breaking me out and then bring me back in. Deadpool talks about uh, the Wade Wilson special theory of Merc motivation, which is great, um, but then they find out there's this, this rich mobster guy, and Deadpool Deadpool makes clear that he's a mobster by trying to do a voice uh, multiple times. But they have a good time where they just they chase after this mobster guy. They get information from uh, Johnny Nine, I believe is his name. Um, is Johnny Nine also the the character from Short Circuit? Uh, you mean Johnny Five? That was Johnny Five. Come on, okay. So get this your crap is, together. So this so this is Johnny Nine, uh, who's jo- no, this is Johnny Five. This is also Johnny Five. Well, you said Johnny Nine. I did say Johnny. So Nine. if it is Johnny Five, it it's is Johnny a Five. similarly it's a short circuit homage, name, maybe. Um, so yeah, we've got this. Uh, we've got this guy who, this this mobster who's doing all this nasty stuff. Deadpool break jumps out of a cake that says "Happy 30th Birthday." Cordisipus, which is his name. Uh, he blows this guy's head up. We learn some really creepy, weird stuff about the guy. Yeah. And then Deadpool, I just, I love what Al does with Deadpool in this issue. Yeah. I love how he portrays him as a little smarter, if crazy. Um, he portrays him as someone with nothing to lose, as he yells out here, I got nothing to lose. Um, he talks about him really wanting friends and loyalty yeah, and all this stuff. It's It's really, it's a incredibly deep dive on a guest star yeah and it's like oh a lot of deadpool issues of late 
great, funny, and super, super sad. Super sad. Yeah, so Deadpool does his bit. Uh, Rocket. Well, somewhat- there's, before you're done, there's Gone. just the moment with Rocket and Deadpool at the yep. end that, like, broke my breaks heart. Breaks your heart, bit. man. It breaks your heart. Man. Like, he just goes, uh, yeah, where, where Rocket just asks Deadpool if he's okay, and Deadpool just walks away. Uh, walks off I was like... But then we get another bit with uh, Rocket and the Techna at the end. I really like this book. It's really clever. I, I At first, I'm going to be honest, I was not sure what to make of the prose stuff. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to handle it. It's a lot of reading. Um, yeah. may, maybe more reading than I could do. Um, <laughs> I'm already, you know, I'm already an unbeatable squirrel girl reading the comments down at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, but this, I think, I think uh, Al Ewing uses it brilliantly. It's, it's a different kind of book. Yeah. And he's done a great job fleshing out Rocket, being, making him three-dimensional. And just, uh, again, if you're a Deadpool fan, I would heartily encourage you to pick this up. I think Al writes a great Deadpool. Hopefully we can see him write more Deadpool someday. Sure. All right, time for little Secret Empire. Yeah, you want to talk about Captain America? I'll talk about Secret Empire. Yeah, uh, just a heads up. Don't do what I did. Yeah. Make sure you sh- you read Captain America it 25. It says right there. But it, does it say it in Secret Empire? Yes. I missed it. It <laughs> says in Secret Empire, don't read this book until you've read Captain America number 25. Where? It does Here. Me, but not in the – you need that you. straight up. It has to be before you start reading the book. It has to be it's, before the first story page, which is not. There it is. Warning. Read this issue after Captain America number yeah. 25, like 10 pages into yeah, the that's a couple pages book. in. So I read Secret Empire 8, and I was like, uh, huh. Uh, okay. I like I'm missing a big a chunk bunch here. bunch of stuff happened. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read Captain America 25 next. Hum-ta-dum-ta-dum-ta. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> oh. Because Captain America 25 is kind of like Secret Empire 7.5. It is Secret Empire 7.5. Well, not. No, it is. According to no, according yeah. to me, I was like, saying, "What?" I'm just saying. Uh, so, Captain America 25, definitely read it before Secret Empire 8. Uh, but Cap 25, written by Nick Spencer, art by Jesus Saiz with Joe Bennett and Joe Pimentel, mm. colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. And there's man alive. There's a lot going on. You've got uh, Stevel giving his speeches. You've got New Tian being um, just taken to task by Hydra forces. They've got dreadnoughts aplenty going after uh, the mutants. Uh, and they're like, we're going, we're coming for your leader. And there's this great moment here where Beast is like, well, you can't get to him. You mm-hmm. got to go through me or whatever. And they're like, we're not going for him. We're going for your leader. Yeah. And it's Emma Frost revealed as mm-hmm. the puppet master. Uh, and there's a really cool ominous moment in one of the issues where she's like, you better back down or else I'm going to unleash Zorn, which mm-hmm. is cool because Zorn, like, we've not seen him in this form of what he's capable of and what could happen. Uh, there's a major Black Panther stuff that leads to <laughs> scenes in Secret Empire 8, which I yeah. was, like, very confused by at yeah, first. Yeah. Um, there's awesome, just beautiful splash page of Sam Wilson in his Captain America outfit giving his motivational speech to the crew getting them revved up, getting them hyped for what could be the end. Yeah. Like, this is... Bad things are happening. They are going to a a prison to free someone. They are freeing as many people as they can from this prison, uh, all kinds of powers, but there's a special... Gotta love this guy. Yeah. There's there's one guy that they break free uh, who's named Barf. He's basically like uh, Darren Drozdov. From the WWF, you mean puke? Puke. Yeah. Uh, this is this is their tribute to him. Yes. Uh, well, uh, anyway. homage to him. Yeah. If they this, will, if you will. 
he uh Brian McAllister um uh his, his power uh, he, if he can visualize something, he can barf it up. Yep. Uh, which leads the heroes to thinking about, well, how big? Let's see. Could you barf up a piece of the cosmic cube? This may be the most off-the-wall bonkers um, way to progress a major storyline that we've seen in years. Yep. But it's but it's beautiful. Yes. Uh, they need this piece of the cosmic cube. Because they figure out that even a piece of the Cosmic Cube has some juice in it. Mm-hmm. So that if they can take that, then they can move a little bit forward. They can get some things done uh, and try to fight back further and further against Hydra. And there's a big moment at the end with a super sexy shot so of uh, a character that Namor has been housing and uh, Well, every time they've shown Namor, they've had this guy in this really cool, ornate-looking armor yeah. right next to him. I'm like, that's got to be somebody. Yeah. That can't just be, like, random bodyguard number number nine. No. Um, so that was very cool. Yeah, super cool buff reveal. babe uh, showing up at the end. Yeah. And, yeah, it leads right into number eight. I also got to say that um, Sam putting the costume back on, mm-hmm. Sam was not, in, in the grand scheme of things, Sam was not Captain America for that long. He was yeah. Captain America for, what, a year or two? Sure. Um, so the fact that him putting the uniform back on felt like as big a deal as it did. It 100% did. It was really earned yes. and just really well written and a testament to what Nick Spencer's been doing and more of what Nick Spencer's been doing is Secret Empire number 8 where Nick Spencer was the writer Daniel Acuna did the primary art Rod Rice and Sean Izaxi also contributed art we have the bookend stuff going on with uh, this mysterious figure trying to fight his way back from what the Red Skull has done to him we've got uh, a bit of stuff where the new giant man is trying to start his time capsule uh, the time capsule thing was a little confusing to yeah, me. Yeah, there's, there's uh, trying uh, to figure out the time capsule, but I figure that's going to play a, a I, cool part. I think so. But anyways, basically, the important thing is they the time capsule allows them to send a message out of Sam Wilson giving an inspirational speech to both the heroes trapped in New York and also the heroes trapped behind the shield out in space. Uh, they give Sam the piece of Cosmic Cube that we talked about from Captain America. and basically like, look, if you can fly up to where the shield is and use this little Cosmic Cube chunk, you can shut down the shield. So he flies up. He does that. Uh, meanwhile, back in New York City, the heroes are making their last stand. Doctor Strange has a plan. Uh, Sam Wilson getting fired on by all the Hydra drones it was jets there's such a as you know mm-hmm. i am an enormous lord of the rings fan yes i'm and uh, there's this like great moment here where you've got this awesome speech and it felt like a cool lord of the rings moment where speech heroes are revved up they're making their move mm-hmm. they're gonna succeed and then it something changes something and terrible it all happens. comes crashing down yep and then how do they get back up from that yeah that's the question and uh that's the cool thing is is it does look like everything's gonna fail nothing's gonna work and then just like plotted like a freaking movie man like a like montage like uh you know captain marvel's basically given up she's like there's no way we're getting through the shield we're screwed we gotta stop evacuating and just then then from off panel excuse me ma'am i think i might not be able to help new quasar shows up yeah looking badass as ever yeah it's like gandalf rolling up with the the sure. sun behind him exactly and the riders of rohan and he's just like take your yeah, word here we go and yeah take your word for it dope um made me so happy. we got uh we've got sam Sam Wilson, who has been taken down, uh, coming back up, rising almost from the dead. This Maria Hill stuff is 
devastating. What Maria Hill has to do to uh, deal with part of the threat that Hydra has exposed our heroes to yeah. is so heartbreaking. But I love that Maria Hill's just like this. This is what I'm here for. This is I'm here so others don't have <sighs> to do this. Um, and and then like when things start shifting and that like the tide is st- mm-hmm. seemingly tar- starting to turn mm-hmm. and just like how quickly the heroes like get ready. Yep, the heroes are set to go. They gather back together. We get our sexy mystery guest from before. And this whole time, um, Cap, we haven't seen Stevel like the whole issue. We don't know what he's up to. And we get a quick glimpse of now the heroes are like rallying. They've got like the cavalry coming in to take on Stevel. But we see that Stevel has more cosmic cube fragments. So that could be bad news. And then in the other coda, we get uh, the mysterious figure, who I keep referring to as the mysterious figure once again, running into a familiar figure uh, who's going to make a huge difference. It's, uh, I'll just say it, it's Kobik. Kobik is back in the mix. Yes. And she's going to make crazy um so what are there two issues left or i think one? so yeah i think we've got not yeah it's a 10 issue series i do yeah believe so we've got issues nine and ten left before this whole shebang is uh it's all done wowzers yeah crazy wowzers. Yeah. all right let's do some quick hits real quick uh starting with all new wolverine number 23 written by tom taylor art by leonard kirk colors by michael garland and eric arseniega uh laura is in space with the guardians of the galaxy she runs into our old buddy fang you might remember from that wolverine fang. series he's awesome uh we find out why that alien girl showed up on earth uh with the infection that spread to the rest of the city and why she had Laura's name on her lips. It's kind of a cool reveal. Uh, we've also got Brood Aplenty. The Brood have captured Gabby. They're doing nasty stuff to her. There's some cool Guardians moments in here. Some great stuff with Drax. Some great stuff with Gamora. And then some gross Brood stuff. Just the... Ugh, I hate the Brood. The Brood <laughs> freak me out, man. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're basically like uh, the aliens from Alien and they do their thing. Yeah, they yeah, do their they thing. They do their thing. Uh, all right, we've got Defenders, number four, uh, which almost one of my picks, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by David Marquez, colors by Justin Ponsor. Almost one of my picks as well. Yeah, uh, Marquez and Ponsor, some of the greatest art in comics ever. It's incredible. It's beautiful stuff. Uh, there's this war on the streets. Diamondback is peddling his special pills, which, you know, his really. His special pills. His special <laughs> pills, which have a. Uh, an effect on people. There's a character in here named Roman, uh, mm-hmm. who's a tall drink of water. He's got uh, long hair. He gave me a little bit of a Roman Reigns, fine. Um, and we've got uh, so the pill, and we see the effects of Diamondback's drugs on people. We get to see uh, Iron Fist and Jessica Jones team up against Diamondback, which leads to some of the coolest Iron Fist moments. Yeah. Uh, period. He comes off as a real badass. In yeah. This issue. Uh, there's the tease of a character joining, coming into the book, and uh, Diamondback gets face to face with someone who is bad news. Yeah. Dr. Afra, number 11, written by Karen Gillen, pencils by Kev Walker, inks by Mark Deering, colors by Antonio Fabella. Uh, Afra's got quite the situation here as Rur has taken over a droid, and uh, Afra's own droids are working against her, which is not helpful in the least. So she's on the space station trying to get things under control, trying to take back control, uh, and little does she know, waiting in the wings for her is an even greater threat, uh, someone who she never wanted 
wanted to see again. But she's going to next issue. Yep. Uh, we've got Edge of Venomverse number four, written by Ryan Key, art by Andre Lima Arojo, and colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. And this is taking place in the wastelands in the Old Man Logan universe, uh, in an Old Man Logan alternate reality universe where, you know, Logan is still there. He is trying to deal with things. He gets uh, picked up by uh, Angel, who says, hey, I, you know, Come back with me. We're gonna we're gonna fix things. I found the kids. Uh, blah blah blah. And it's just trickery and anger and revenge it's and mean. sadness. It's yeah, it's really mean. mean. Uh, but we of course get to see a venomized dinosaur, which leads to Old Man Logan getting some venom action. And there's blood and killing and murder and awesome. All the good stuff, guys. What? I have to go right now. Oh, oh all right. But something wow. that's been what eating. A, a, what a dynamic <laughs> announcement. <laughs> uh, something that's been eating away at me. I just wanted to ask really quick. This Barf fellow, mm-hmm. he was in jail, correct? Right. And he was... Couldn't he have just barfed up a key? That's what he does. Oh, yeah, he does. That's how they break yeah, out. That's how they break he out He barfs the a key up. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't do it earlier because they had, like, his powers inhibited. Yeah. The Got minute it. he gets his powers, that is literally the first thing they do. Yeah. All right, they're I'm all gonna, like, barf, 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 <laughs> barf, barf. I'm going to go read Cassian and K2, uh, issue number two. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll be busy go, doing go that. Ask, go ask Jordan White when it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, <I will. laughs> just go by his office and say, I hey, could, I really like the I could commission issue. just just as a personal issue. Perhaps. Yeah, no, we do that st- sort of stuff all the time. All right, you guys get back to it. Cool. See you later. All the time. Thanks. Good to see you, Tucker. Uh, Hulk number nine, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Julian Lopez, Francesco Gaston, colors by Matt Mila. Uh, Hulk, Jennifer Walters, is tracking down these guys who have, you know, we talked about those nasty pills that Diamondback's giving out. There's also some nasty pills in this book, as one has turned a uh, innocent bystander, a, a cooking show host, into a raging monster. Uh, Hellcat shows up in this issue as well. She's helping Jen to track things down. Jen's kind of coming to grips with the kind of Hulk she is now. We actually get to see more of her as the Hulk in this issue than I think we've seen in any issue to date. So Mm. it's kind of cool just for that. And she's got her own unique way of problem solving that involves smashing as well as thinking. And uh, this guy's turning into a really gross monster. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jean Grey, number five, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Anthony Piper, colors by J. David Ramos. Uh, this is awesome. It's a little team-up between young Jean Grey and Psylocke. Jean is going to Psylocke to try to learn how to be a badass warrior, but also focus her mind and focus her energies. Focus the totality of her psychic energy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Psylocke has all these different ways that she could do it and she's trying to work with Jean to figure out what works for Jean. So you get to see a bunch of different scenarios. This is a fun issue. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's meditating, it's dancing, it's this, it's that. It's then fighting the hand and is it stress? Is it calm? Uh, all kinds of great stuff. Cool team up. Great relationship stuff here between the two of them. I loved it. I really, really dug it. This yeah, I like that one a lot too. We should have... Uh we should have picked it. We had, yeah, I mean, there was so much good stuff out this week. What stuff. could we do? Yes. What could we do? Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number 21. It's daughter versus daughter. It's Gamora against Nebula. It's the adaptation of Fox on the Run, written by Margaret Scott, directed by Jeff Wimster, and adapted by our friend Joe Caramagna for you. Yeah. Fox on the Run. You know that song? Yeah, that song. That's the song. Uh, Ms. Marvel, number 21, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Marco Faida, and colors by Ian Herring. Uh, this is a big showdown in Jersey City where, you know, 
Uh, Ms. Marvel is trying to stop all the insanity of these, you know, people getting captured and, and just innocent people getting persecuted in Jersey City. She's trying to stop it. She says to give herself up uh, because her brother's involved with everything, but things take a turn, and then she ends up embiggening and smashing down, and there's just chaos and calamity in the streets, uh, but there's a real big showdown with um, Discord. Know, Discord and Ms. Marvel and a huge revelation for Kamala's life and who this Discord is and then an even bigger revelation by the end of the issue. Huge. It's huge. 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 Old Man Logan, number 27, written by Ed Brisson, marked by Mike Diodato, uh, colors by Frank Martin. This is a beautiful issue. Mike Diodato can draw uh, is, is something that we have known for quite some time. The issue starts out back in the wastelands with Wolverine having a conversation with Old Man Hawkeye. And then we go to the present day where the remainders of the Hulk gang have captured Wolverine and are basically just shooting him with Gatling guns every few minutes and then letting him recharge then coming back to it. Uh, They're being led by the maestro who we get to see in his human form, which is really kind of creepy to see. Um, Wolverine, Old Man Logan, manages to get free. He fights against the gang. He uses their weapons against them. It's pretty gruesome stuff. Mike Diodato draws violence very, very well. (laughs) Um, And we're building towards a showdown with Old Man Logan and Maestro. But Old Man Logan's going to have some help because a pretty cool guest star shows up on the last page. Yes. Secret Warriors number five, written by Matt Rosenberg. Art by Javier Garon and colors by Israel Silva. And this is still tying into Secret Empire as this ragtag team of Inhumans is trying to uh, fight the good fight. Uh, they seeming, they think that Moon Girl is dead and you've got Devil Dinosaur who's here and he's a little sad and they're talking to him. But they're trying to uh, break into New Adelan, uh, which seems like a bad idea to them. Terrible but idea. Fortunately... Uh, some people that they find in there are good news to them. Uh, also, big revelation in here for Karnak. Yeah. Um, cool revelation for one of the characters' powers who we had not seen before. There's explosions and wildness, and um, there's there's actually a bunch of stuff in here. If you're a Karnak fan, uh, you're going to dig huge. it. Yeah. Huge. Uh, Venom number 153 is the conclusion of The Land Before Crime. Written by Mike Costa, art by Gerardo Sandoval, color art by Dono Sanchez Almara. Venom and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur team up. Well, unfortunately, Devil Dinosaur has had his mind taken over by Stegron, the Dinosaur Man. Stegron's got an army of dinosaurs. Uh, the art in this book is a lot of fun. It's very kinetic. It's very uh, just cartoony and, and neat. Um, Venom has a plan to stop uh, Stegron. It's a cool plan. It results in a different kind of devil dinosaur than we've ever seen before. When the dust clears, Venom may have a new role. Uh, he goes back to Alchemax. They help him out a little bit, but they also uh, they also put him on a bit of a leash, and he has ways that he's figuring out how he's going to get past this. Yeah. Finally this week, we've got Zombies Assemble number two, number one, uh, written and art by Yusaku Komiyama. Script by Jim Zub. This continues the story of the Avengers battling a zombie virus. It's a manga, so you read it back to front, um, and you read it in different ways. The art is super gross. It's actually a pretty cool little adventure. It's a great story. It's yeah. sort of like if you take the MCU timeline and then verge it off into an alternate reality yeah. after probably 
after the Battle of New York and yep. the Avengers stuff, it like it sort of diverges. Yeah. And then, you know, zombies. It's neat stuff. Yeah. You should definitely uh, check it out. It's something different. Yes. All right. Those are the print issues out this week. Um, we also have a digital comic on sale this week. Immortal Iron Fists number two. Number two. Number two. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's cool. You've got... Uh, let me pull it up on the old iPad, and uh, you've got Danny. Sort of, whoop! The iPad is already on the table. Look at me. You've got Danny, who is not—he's not necessarily training uh, Pepe, but or just, is it just Pay? I think it's just Pay. Uh, not necessarily training Pay. He's trying to teach her our world. And he's got a cool little dragon and stuff, but it's written by Kari Andrews, art by Efu Chan, colors by Shelley Chan. Gorgeous, gorgeous art. Danny is sort of bring, being brought into a mystical police case because there are these demons running around. And it's gross and nasty, and Pei is trying to fit in with, you know, our world and school and all kinds of stuff. And she's got her babysitter, caretaker person who I get a bad feeling about. Mm, tell you that vibe. much. Uh, art is gorgeous. It's a lot of fun. Really, really cool. And it's right now currently exclusive to uh, Comixology platform. So if you have the Marvel app, the Comics app, uh, definitely check it out. Nice. Collections on sale this week. We've got Captain America, Sam Wilson, Volume 5, End of the Line. Captain Marvel, Volume 4, Earth's Mightiest Hero. International Iron Man. Marvel Masterworks Avengers, Volume 17, in hardcover. Punisher Max Complete Collection, Volume 6. That's for adults only. Kids, get your parents' permission. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, Grounded. Shield, Hydra Reborn, and Silk, Volume 3, Clone Conspiracy. All right. Also on the Marvel app, some older books, including Hulk Nightmarica from mm. 2003, 1 through 6. Invaders Now from 2010, 1 through 5. Mm-hmm. Journey into Mystery from the 50s, the classic stuff, <laughs> 1 through 20. Okay, like you said that. What? From the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., 36 through 47 from the early 90s. Digital collections on sale. Avengers Masterworks, Volume 17. Captain America, Sam Wilson, Volume 5, End of the Line. Rocket Raccoon, Grounded. Shield, Hydra Reborn. Silk, Volume 3, The Clone Conspiracy. Fantastic Four, Crusaders and Titans. Infinity Incoming. Thor Masterworks, Volume 10. And Thor Masterworks, Volume 9. Why are they out of order? Why is it 10 and then 9 on the list? I don't know. They're always all. Hmm. It's Jim Nacetus, man. Yep. He plays by his own rules. Uh, Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited this week, we've got all new X-Men number 1.MU plus number 18, Avengers number 4, Bullseye number 1, The Call of Duty The Wagon Mm -hmm. 1 through 4 from 2002. I don't know what that is at all. That was for a brief period in the early 2000s. Marvel did these books called Call of yes. Duty where it was like about cops or firefighters. Yes. This one, I believe, is about uh, paramedics. Paramedics. Yep. Um, now I remember. It was, it was short-lived, but it was. Yes. Uh, it's cool that we have it on. Not Marvel to be movie. confused with the video game series Call of not Duty. Not at all. This is the Call of Duty, yeah, not exactly. Call of Duty. There you go. Uh, Champions number five, Darth Maul number one, Deadpool number twenty-six, Deadpool and the Mercs for Money number eight, Hawkeye number three, Incredible Hulk seventeen through twenty-four and twenty-six through twenty-nine from the early two thousands, Karnak number six, Marvel Universe Avengers Ultron Revolution number eight, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two, Prelude number two. Monsters Unleashed, number two. Moon Knight, number 11. Nova, number three. 
Old Man Logan number 17, Punisher 85 through 88 from the original run, Punisher War Journal 61 through 64 from the original War Journal series, and Punisher War Zone 23 through 25 from that series, from the originals. So that must have been a, a, a oh, this is um, Suicide Run. Suicide Run, yeah. which just came out in trade, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is coming out in trade. Is it coming out in trade? Uh, yeah, because I have a copy of my desk. Okay. Or I took that. it home already. John right. should have one. All right, I'll borrow it from John. Yes. Uh, Spider Man 2099, number 20. Star Wars, number 28. Unbelievable Gwenpool, number 11. And Unstoppable Wasp, number 2. All right, so. Like you said, I've got to get back on the horse and get us some more news. Mm-hmm. I did not do it this week, and I apologize for that, but I wasn't back full-time yet this week. So nope. next week for sure, I'm going to get someone on for uh, comics and games news. But let's go out to uh, Eric and Christine, see what they're up to. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello, this week in Marvel. This is Editor Christine Din. I'm joined by... Editor Eric Goldman, uh, from afar, not not sitting next to you this time. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we're going to give you all the news from over in the West Coast, covering TV, games, and film. We're sorry for the quality, so Eric and I are doing this over Skype because we're not in the same zip code at the moment we're not and i also apologize <laughs> if you start healing hearing drilling or music in the background because i'm at home because they're putting in new ducts for my air conditioning which was a whole big <laughs> thing and uh it's been a few hours and i just really hope it's done soon so i can turn on my air conditioning it's very hot <laughs> but it it's is also very hot very, in it's LA. very hot in la but it's also very loud as they're doing it so I try to go into like a port part of the house they don't seem to be working over, but at any moment there might be suddenly <laughs> like drilling sounds <laughs> happening, and I'm not being attacked. <laughs> That's what's going on. You should just do like uh, a performance for us, like you know those old radio plays. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely work on that. I just feel Cause... bad because my cats, my cats yeah. are petrified right now. Oh. <laughs> A but going on. we live in the world now where we don't know what's real and not real. <laughs> <laughs> but what is real is all the news we're going to deliver right now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it off with film. What do you want to kick off with first, Eric? What, what do you want to share in the world of well, Marvel film? Let's let's mention that it's the God of Thunder's birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Chris Hemsworth, if you're ever listening to us. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to believe that he listens to our, our voices every week yes. on every Friday. I think it's um, a must for him. Yeah. And as a way to reciprocate, we will all go to the theater on November 3rd to watch Thor Ragnarok. That's right. That's right. I am psyched for Thor Ragnarok. And at Comic-Con, it was just such a fun vibe. Like during that panel, yeah. people are psyched for that movie. And it's such a you know, fun group of people that, yeah, uh, uh, it's it's one of the ones I'm most hyped for. I'm definitely living for Hela and Loki. Yes. Because, you know, green and black are my colors. And because, <laughs> so, you know, for Slytherin. <laughs> um, but apparently it's also the colors for Loki and Hela. And also, you know, it was on S.H.I.E.L.D. when they went to the framework. That's what Hydra's colors were as well. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's it's it's. I think it's one of those. <laughs> there's one of those ones. If you look in comics, actually, that they use like Sandman's shirt. Uh, there's like a yeah. lot of characters that use uh, those colors, and uh, yeah, they, they always pop. 
<laughs> um, speaking of colors popping, if you guys missed it, the Sneepers featuring David Hasselhoff released a, a music video this past weekend called Galaxy Inferno. Um, so it had really awesome cameos from everyone from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 cast. Um, and to sell it, we were celebrating that this past Tuesday, August 8th, the digital version of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 dropped. But if you're holding out for the Blu-ray or new to us, the 4K version, uh, <laughs> check it out in, the, uh, no, in stores August 22nd. I believe there's a couple retailer exclusives as well. But uh, you'll see them making of the music video as well as the music video um, as a, like a bonus feature. That music video is so fun and so fits with, you know, Guardians and just everything that, you know, James Gunn has brought to Guardians. I, 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 like, the 70s is, like, my weakness for, like, the disco era, even though, you know, like, I was not alive for it, but it was totally my aesthetic because I grew up with, like, um, what was it, Three's Company and all that, but, oh, man, that video is just, like, pure joy it is so fun and it was funny because karen gillen did like a tease a couple days before she like mm-hmm. tweeted out a photo that you know with no context really of her in like disco <laughs> gear and yeah. we were left to wonder what was going on and uh i i love the payoff and uh this is a total sort of uh I don't know, like name drop Comic Con story, but I at Comic Con sometimes you end up at parties where fun things happen, and <laughs> I was at a party where I saw Karen Gillan dancing up a storm to like, just having a great time to a live band, and so uh, when Aww. I saw her in the video dancing, I was like, in, in fact, my wife saw the video and goes, Karen loves to dance because she saw her there too, and now we're on first day basis because we saw her uh, dancing. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, that whole cast is so charming. And if you want to know who Chris Pratt is, he is in that video. You just have to wait till the very end. Like all Marvel projects, <laughs> do not leave when it seems like it's over. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all we have for uh, film. And as for games, um, the big thing is Yondu, our favorite blue skin Ravager, is in Marvel Puzzle Quest. So download the game. Um, you know, he's an excellent marksman. And yeah, if you can't get enough Guardians, we got you covered. Yeah, and Yondu is just one of those characters. Again, I'm, I'm one of those people who just is constantly amazed that everyone knows who these characters are now because I love them. Yeah. But, you know? So I'm like, everyone loves Yondu. That's great. <laughs> they should love Yondu. Yeah, I also love, was it at Comic-Con that he showed everyone his phone case was Mary Poppins. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of. It's funny because I might be mixing up events because I, I I remember I think it was at D23 or oh, maybe at Disneyland. Maybe. No, but he also took a picture with Mary Poppins. Yes, so that was before D23, I think, or that weekend of D23. Yeah, so he's embracing the the legend that is Yondu and yeah. Mary Poppins. That's so. Fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now moving on to the world of TV. We have tons of information for you guys. Um, We can start off with Marvel's The Defenders. Guys, it's one week out. I I don't even know. I want people to see it already. It is awesome seeing all of our our heroes together, uh, making fun of each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's just crazy. Um, It's crazy to think when they announced that a few years ago. Yeah, that it's here, you know, because yeah. it, was, it was so ambitious and it was so like, oh, my God, they're going to launch four shows 
of four different heroes, and then it'll go into this fifth series, and it's just kind of amazing that they've all pulled it all together like this. Yeah, and I, I like, I'm living for the reaction of uh, Jessica Jones being like, who are all these freaks? Yeah. <laughs> and why am I here? <laughs> Yeah, Jessica Jones is like the go-to for reactions, and uh, yeah. yeah, she she doesn't disappoint. And what I've seen of the series, uh, I think you've seen more than me, but I've seen a little bit of it, and she she definitely delivers on what you want her to deliver. Yeah, yeah, and it does tie in a lot where each of the series, who you know who they've been battling, and you know Sigourney Weaver is the best villain you can ask for. She's Sigourney freaking Weaver, right? You know? I know. I'm just all like, I am in awe of you forever. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, that, that is like an honest legend. Yeah, and then um, also next week we have premiering uh, on Saturday at 7 a.m. on Disney XD uh, the launch of Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah, um, it's super cute, and uh, we also just released on YouTube and our social uh, like just like a clip with Patton Oswalt taking on the role of Uncle Ben. Which, so. which is such a, like, Patton Oswalt is such a, like, you know, true, diehard, geek fan of yeah. all this stuff. And, you know, he's already got his recurring role in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm sure it just must be amazing for him to now play someone who's so, like, iconic and integral to Spider-Man's lore, his Uncle Ben. Yeah, and um, I believe you'll see the full feature, uh, like, behind the scenes with... Patton talking about that role. I was lucky to be there in the recording studio that day. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I was like, you know, it's like really lucky when you get to be in like the Marvel universe, but then like doubly lucky when you get to be more than one person in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm really excited for everyone to watch the show and it's, you know, it's really fun and lighthearted. And I think especially when you, you kind of see Peter, like, you know, like, we, it doesn't tell us pre-origin story, but it really focuses on his friendships and him really taking in what Uncle Ben taught him and kind of just, like, you know, in true fast, like, Spidey fashion, if Peter Parker wins, Spidey doesn't, but if Spidey wins, Peter Parker doesn't. Ah, uh, the, so, old, the old Parker yeah. luck, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm excited for people to see it. But yeah, so, you know, if you're in need of a Saturday morning cartoon, that is the one for you. Get some cereal and sit down with some Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, on Disney XD. <laughs> um, but also, like, in the world of, like, Disney XD, um, uh, the Marvel's Rocket and Groom Shorts, uh, one of the episodes was uh, nominated for an Emmy, and it's the first time Marvel Animation was nominated for one. Which so is, that's Yeah, that's, awesome. that's really yeah. cool, and uh, those shorts are really fun. Uh, I was talking to Christine earlier, but back in my IGN days, we got to actually <laughs> debut one of those. Uh, and yeah, they're they're just a really kind of fun little uh, tangent side stories with yeah. two, two really interesting characters. And I think it's great that that got singled out like that. And I think it's like if you love like the Scotty Young style of art, like this is the cartoony vibe for these shorts. And, um, you know, their antics are always just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just such a, uh, you know, I, it's funny. I, I feel like I'm always repeating myself with the Guardians. But again, it's like, you know, on paper, you know, it's like the, the talking raccoon and the tree. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, you know, you actually watch these characters. You're like, I love them. I want more of them. So. I know. Like, 
can you believe it was just like only like a couple years ago where everyone was like, oh, you know, who are these guardians? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What is this movie coming out? But now they're all universal. Yeah, when you're everyone, at, yeah, you're at you're at you're at uh, you know Disneyland and a California Adventure, and like you know kids are buying you know like stuffed rocket you know dolls yeah. and and there's or buying group bread group bread which is <laughs> amazing and and the fact that yeah these characters are just extremely well known and beloved is it's 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 crazy you know I think it's it's great because like I remember when you know Rocket Raccoon was actually a big favorite of mine and uh, but I just would never have thought that he would become a mainstream character like this but it it, mm-hmm. it, it couldn't have happened to a better raccoon. <laughs> yeah. trash, trash panda our trash panda yeah. <laughs> um but also in the world of tv um we also have marvels and humans coming out soon and um it was awesome for eric because he got to be on the other side for tca this past weekend yeah that was interesting and i'll try to give the the cliff notes version of what tca is it stands for television critics association but the TCAs, as people call them, it's a two-week press tour, and it's it's the long deal. It's it's every day, no breaks, no days off. Goes through the weekends where the press come and they have sort of each day different presentations for different TV shows, sort of conference uh, press conference style. But it was really interesting for me because I've been covering you know for the past decade working for IGN, but this time I was coming representing Marvel when Inhumans was there. So it was just kind of cool to see it from the different side of it. I also felt lucky, but also sympathetic to my friends uh, in the press that I didn't have to be there for two weeks straight. (laughs) Um, I know, they're there for like eight hours, right? More than eight hours More, because at night there's usually an event too. So it's, Uh. yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it was, I I was kind of, I was glad that I got to go there, uh, you know, and kind of be there that one day and see people and say, hey, and it was funny because I had a lot of people do double takes when they saw me because they (laughs) didn't think I'd be a TCA. Uh, But no, it was was cool also just see how like Marvel operates at an event like that. And again, get that different perspective Mm-hmm. Uh, of of what it's like having you know worked with Marvel and all these other companies for many years, but it's it's you know it's it's sort of fun to see uh you know the the flip side of it all. Yeah, and it was also cool like when we were on the step and repeat line that we saw you know like because it was an ABC day for at CCA, so we saw you know talent from other shows, but who were also you're gonna see joining the Marvel family cinematically in 2018. Yeah, yeah. There was there so, was multiple Ant Man and the Wasp cast members there, so that, yes. was, that was cool. And it was funny, you know, it's like in past and present, and you know, it's funny because like you know, I was I was a huge fan of Agent Carter, and and Ray Wise was there for a different show. Now he's also on Twin Peaks, so I'm a huge fan of that. But I'm also like, yeah. I was thinking about when he was, you know, uh, the head of Roxon on Agent Carter. So it's funny how uh, yeah, a lot of roads lead to Marvel, and at an event like that where all these people were there for their various ABC shows, there still was a lot of crossover there mm-hmm. and we also have a gigantic life-size lockjaw we did yes <laughs> he was very popular photo op uh you know because it's hard not to want to like go over and hug lockjaw and take a picture with yeah him. yeah if you guys saw it on social media there is this <laughs> awesome cast photo where also like uh a Ray. Am I saying his name correctly? Awan Rayon was so. hugging me, <laughs> hugging him from behind. I know. I watched that Jimmy Kimmel skit a lot. I mean, his segment a lot, where yeah. he says how to really say his name. But I, 
I, I can't, I don't know how, <laughs> but yeah, but, um, if you're interested in a refresher on Lockjaw, we have an article up on marvel.com and of course, tune in, um, you know, we'll have it on ABC August 20, uh, no, September 29th, but we'll also have a special two week premiere, um, in IMAX on September 1st. You know, we shot the first two episodes with IMAX cameras and, Knowing that it was filmed in Hawaii, like that, the visuals are going to be really stunning on those cameras. Yeah, every time I look at clips of that show in Hawaii, it makes you want to go back to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, and then um, just two last, two more little bits. Um, wanted to remind you guys that we also uh, the gifted was there at TCA on another on Fox's day, and it will be premiering on October second, and. We also had announced it probably got lost in the you know New York the San Diego Comic Con shuffle. Marvel's Runaways is coming to Hulu November twenty first. Yeah, we got a very busy fall coming for you. For uh, I know yeah. this is only just a small blip of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because yeah, Runaways and The Gifted also went to TCA. Uh, you know, yeah. so there was there was a lot going on uh, in the, the world of Marvel. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for for us on the West Coast. So we're going to kick it back to New York with Ryan and Ben answering your questions and comments. And if you've been waiting for the next Swim URC, they're going to let you guys know what the title is. Thanks, guys. And the are back. Yay! Time for questions and comments. First up, we've got... Oh, reminder, you can you, you can send us your questions and comments using the hashtag TWIM... Nope. Nope. Hashtag This Week in Marvel. This Week in Marvel. Sometimes Marvel. we'll check TWIM, but <laughs> go with This Week in Marvel. Uh, great great job on the theme song there. Yep. And uh, email is... Sure <laughs> the email is twimpodcast at marvel.com. Uh, first up, Alan Wilkinson says... The only JP I know is the fat kid off of Digimon Fronters dub. Guessing not the same one, but then again, I have no idea. He's He's got uh, Christine tagged in this, so I'm assuming this is for Christine and not us. Uh, Raph AB. Oh, okay. So I'm looking. They must at, have had some conversation. I'm looking at Raph AB's tweet. Says I really know. I really want to know who JP is oh, now okay there. and what he does at the office. So oh, was JP John J- Paul Rave? Uh, believe it's jp or jp rave over at the west coast office who's okay. the office manager oh there you go i don't know the context has probably came up in their west coast segment yeah, i thought it was vp extraordinaire jason Patton. nope another jp nope we or, have a lot of i actually or, have a lot of JPs or john parkaday yeah marketing extraordinaire yeah, we have a lot of jps so yeah anyway so that's very who that jp probably is uh, Eric James says, fun weekend full of comic reading, Secret Empire, yes. and watching all of Phase 1 and 2 with the wow. wife. Hashtag awesome series. That's a good marriage right there. Yeah. It's a strong marriage. Yes, it is. Um, Hayden Sane says, am I the only one who needs a docking Jimmy Hudson confrontation? Hashtag holy snicked. It's a good hashtag. Great hashtag. Good hashtag. Uh, that would be cool to see. 
I'm I'm excited that Dawkins is coming back in the pages of All New Wolverine. Yes. And we'll get to see more of him. Such a good character. Great. Who character. really just has not gotten enough love in the last couple of years. Yeah. Since his series. Um, also from Hayden saying, isn't it about time for a new New Warriors or all new New Warriors title? I'd take both. Yeah. All new, all different New Warriors. All oh, new, yeah. all different, all new New Warriors. <laughs> all new, all different, all new New Warriors. I'd love something it. Like, something like that. Yeah. Haywood, um, HW View. My pick for August 2nd is Guardians of the Galaxy number 7. Jerry Duggan finally gives us the answer why Drax went the other way. That was a good issue. It was great. Damn good issue. Special mention is the epic video by James Gunn, Guardians Inferno. What a trip. Dave Batista deserves wings. <laughs> He deserves wings. Sure. Why not? Why not? Did you watch that? The Guardians Inferno video? I have not yet. I'm, I'm going to watch it this weekend. It is a delight. I'll do that. Well, after I watch Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, yeah. I will stream directly into Guardians of the Galaxy Inferno. Fantastic. There we go. That's my weekend. Great. Joshua Cooper says, congrats to Jeremy Whitley, Rose Stein, and Ted Brent for their great run on mm. Unstoppable Wasp. Yes. My favorite series of 2017. Agreed. Still, I know. Still, I'm still haunted by I know. the fact that it's gone. I know. I I saw Alana Smith in the hall the other day. Uh, she's the editor of Unstoppable Wasp, and I just took the time to just basically like tell her like you did an amazing job. This book was amazing, and she like she had this look on her face like, "What are you trying to get out of me? Like, what what do you want?" I was just like, "No, I'm just genuinely saying this was a great book." Yeah. So that says more about me than anything else. <laughs> uh, Rafi B posted uh, picture, and he says, "Love this poster." on St. Lazare train station in Paris. Yeah, uh, good pronunciation there. Thank you. It's a Defenders poster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, Agent M's answer to uh, Simon Williams' email on This Week in Marvel was full of tease. Can't wait to hear the news. What are we teasing? Uh, Simon just said, hey, I would like to see some more things from okay. animation. And Fair. I said, you know, who knows? You never know. Things could happen. You never know. Things are always in the works. Robert, Captain Rogers, 44, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson were wonderful books and have deepened them as characters. Thank you for writing them. He directs that at Nick Spencer. That was kind of the cool thing we didn't touch on this week, that it was Captain America number 25. Not Captain America, Steve Rogers. Not Captain America, Sam Wilson. Just Captain America. Because both books hit 25 this week, and they combined into a super book. How about that? And we'll see what happens next. Uh, Can't wait to read the final issue when it comes out this month. So I guess that's the final issue. Of Captain America. I guess so. <laughs> you know, whenever I we have all these comics and stuff, I flash back to being at Wizard okay. and working on the price guide yeah. and trying to figure out a Heady way to days. make to make sense and put all these books in the database that mm-hmm. like when because you have the numbering and you have the titling and like this would have driven me nuts. Yep. Like yep. okay, I've Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and these two books. How this would thing. you have done it? And then, but they all come back together. Does that become its own new series of Captain America? I would have. We need out. to do an episode that's just, or a segment of an episode that's just you and Ricky Purden talking about price guide horror stories and all the uh, stuff you went through. I don't know. There's probably stuff not to share publicly. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, those are days. Someday those stories will be told. Sure. All right, more from uh, Captain Rogers. We've got. Loved Captain Marvel number seven so much. Margaret Stahl, as always, you make Carol an even more interesting and capable hero with every issue. She's become my solid number two hero, and the way you write her, I'd follow her into battle anytime, no matter what. Probably not a great idea if you don't have any powers, uh, Captain Rogers, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just reread Captain Marvel number seven, and I feel ashamed of my geekhood. How did I miss the Star Wars reference the first time? Yeah, there. there I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but, yeah, there was a... 
Great. Star Wars Don't reference. get cocky, kid. Nice. Uh, moment. All right. Simon Williams says, hashtag, if Twitter didn't exist, I couldn't let Marvel know my thoughts via This Week in Marvel. Oh, what a nightmare. I know. What a horrible place. Uh, Twin of the Week for August 2nd, Unstoppable Wasp number eight. Why would you cancel this book, Marvel? It's like canceling joy itself. <sighs> yeah. I think Unstoppable Wasp is like the official book of Twin 2017. It's like our book of the year. Yeah. Might be. Uh, Simon continues if the nature of the business leads to a book like unstoppable wasp being canceled it's time to re-examine the business yeah but i mean the, the thing is I, I saw you saw on twitter like it was a great eight issue series and we got a great like complete yeah. story there is something kind of beautiful about that and about different ways to use the format where it's not always about launching these never-ending ongoing series now sometimes it's just about you got a story to tell you get in you get out you get a nice trade out of it and then hopefully you get more down the line yeah we got two trades oh. eight issues Great story. Will there be more with these characters? Yes. Hopefully we yeah. get to see more. And of and course Jeremy the character's still in Avengers. Yes. So and Champion like she's, she's been showing up in. Yep, she's been showing up in Champion. So. She's going to have to pick one of the two. Ooh. Yeah, that could be intriguing. Um, yes. Uh, Simon continues, loved X-Men gold number nine. Politics aside, it looks like roman- romance, romance is in the air. <laughs> romance. Uh, champ- Champions number 11 is one of the saddest things I've ever read. The ending makes it a little better, but not by much. That was all. Did you read that? Did you get to read that one? Yes. Whew. That was a heartbreaker. Uh, reading Avengers number 10. I know Taskmaster is a villain, but what he did was awful. Why didn't he kick some puppies, too? Not a nice guy. Yeah. Not a nice guy, that Taskmaster. That was, like, deplorable. Mm. Like, that guy is, that's an irredeemable moment there for me. Uh, and Simon finally says, I choose to believe that at least one of the things I mentioned is going to happen soon. Hashtag secrets. You never know, Simon. Stay tuned, that, true believer. Is that how it's pronounced? Just hashtag secrets? Oh, you could say secrets. Oh, that's what I figured. I figured it was spelled that way. Yeah. All right, finishing things off with Victor C. Rocco. How does Marvel Animation afford the royalty fees for Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know. I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't no lawyer. Yeah. They just make that cartoon. Yeah, they get music. I, obviously, it, there's a business way that it all makes sense, and yep. it's awesome. Yep. It's, it's cool to have that great music absolutely, in Absolutely. Absolutely. And then finally, I've seen Marvel book promotions on YouTube. Why not run those on Disney, ABC, and Hulu? This Victor's got all sorts of business suggestions. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's not, it's not just like plug and play. Yeah. You can advertise on you know YouTube versus anywhere else. Like, Everything comes with a cost, and mm-hmm. you know, it's ROI like magic. And and I don't know it. We're not, we're not in charge of any of those decisions. No, definitely. So. Nor should we be. No, no, no. I just want to make fun things. Um, yeah, it's just like magic in the pages of Doctor Strange. Everything comes with a price. Dun dun dun. To be continued. Yeah. All right. Let's assign a Twim URC. It's been way too long since we've done this. Uh, are you cool with me going ahead and doing it? Please. I'm just going to rock on. We've gotten humans coming up in both IMAX and on ABC. So I want to go all the way back to just like Christopher Priest is going back to the first days of the Inhumans. We're going to go back to the first days of the Inhumans as they appeared in the early uh, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby issues of Fantastic Four. I'm going to send the issues off to Jim and Robin. They're going to put it up on the app and you guys can read the earliest appearances of the Inhumans. Then we can get together and talk about it. That sounds great. I think it does. Yeah. Terrific. Well, that's it for this week. Sure is. I'm going to... Mm, you got more meetings. Yeah, I got... Don't uh, get excited. I have another 90 minutes of meetings today. Yeah, don't get excited. This is Marvel, your meetings. Marvel.